0: Welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Hey, New York City, someone is about to become iconic again. Well, after you apply, that is. The new season of Iconic will premiere this September, and now's your chance to join in. If you're interested in competing in Season 3, apply at IconAstoria.com via the Iconic link. This competition will feature up-and-coming queens of the city as they battle it out for an incredible prize package. Hosted by Heidi Ho, Who will join the ranks of Nicole Onoscopy and Audrey Phoenix and be crowned our new winner? Mark your calendars for Sunday nights this fall as we crown the next iconic drag superstar. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit TheatreInTheNow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. actor, drag artist, photographer, designer, what doesn't he do? It's the man with the golden eye, Mike Sullivan. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to finally chat with you about, like, all of your fucking accomplishments recently.
1: Thank you. Seriously. um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy to uh, finally uh, share what I've been working on this past year. I've been kind of a recluse a little bit. Yeah. So it feels good yeah, to like... Yeah, because it's been a while. I, even, I can't even tell you the last time I saw you. I know, I know. Uh, like a lot Probably of... at
0: a party somewhere, but I... Just
1: I, honestly, you. I was thinking about it on the way over here and I think this is this is bad. But I think the last time I saw you was last Pride when Probably it's possible. When you were judging Lady Liberty and I performed in the Pride edition. Yeah, it's possible. Which might have been the last time I like saw you in person, which is bad yeah it's we bad. can't do we never can't let again, that happen again, again. <laughs>
0: but how, how how's your spring going so far it's a little rainy today
1: it's rainy today but i am beyond excited that the weather is warming up it's I know, like man. i'm so i'm feeling i'm feeling very inspired by the sunlight and uh i love shooting outside that is my favorite thing to do especially during the daytime so now that we get longer days and longer hours and more sunlight i am thrilled and feeling uh excited to hit the ground running this yeah. summer yeah
0: well, we're gonna start and learn a little bit about you and everything about you. So, where are you from?
1: Um, I grew up in a small town um, outside of New Haven, Connecticut. Um, it's a it's a nice place. There's a lot of there's a lot of nature, and um, that you can see in, in my work. That there I, I'm influenced a lot by the outdoors and things you can scavenge and everything. So uh, I uh, I uh, loved my hometown because I was I was able to adventure outside a lot yeah.
0: so, what did you do as a child out in Connecticut? Like, what kind of activities?
1: <laughs> so uh, that that's a thing. There's not a ton to do. I <laughs> will say it's um it's a you know, it's a small place. It's uh, you know, you got your friends and hiking. It's yeah. kind of that's kind of all you got. a lot of a lot of people from uh, my hometown appreciate the outdoors because it's kind of like all we could really do. <laughs> there wasn't much there wasn't much to do outside of. Uh, going outside and enjoying the uh the fresh air
0: and when did theater enter your life
1: um i mean i guess technically the first time i ever did a production was in seventh grade
0: okay what'd you do
1: i was the grinch in Cole. all
0: right all right
1: <laughs> yeah hilarious right i was like my mom was like would you want to do this and i was like sure i was i you know i before i did theater i would make like these like really silly home videos i would like yeah, make videos with my friends. We would I stole my mom's, like, or my family video camera, and just, like, we would make these wild videos. And that's, like, kind of where it, like, all started, like, where I was playing with toys, and then it segued to me, like, videotaping my dog. So I would put, like, dog treats in, like, Lincoln log houses. Yeah. And so my dog would, like, come over and, like, smell the dog treats and, like, tear down the Lincoln log houses. And, like, I would, like, stage this, like, catastrophe of, like, a giant dog. So, I mean, that that's a whole... Story, yeah, wait,
0: but wait, but but wait, do these videos still exist? I,
1: they should. They should they somewhere. Have to, somewhere. Yeah, you would need like you know the whole like converter from like <laughs> VHS.
0: Go go use Legacy Box. Okay. Legacy Box, you can like send your VHS in, and they'll send it digitally for you. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I there need I need to like do some digging and find yeah. those tapes. But that was like the start of it all.
0: So you've always had an eye for like direction and photography and like making things happen creating.
1: creating. Uh, I suppose. I, it was just kind of, you know, following, following what I what I wanted to do to entertain myself.
0: So, starting with The Grinch, you did a bunch of other shows and plays. Where did you go to school?
1: Um, I went to school in Ithaca College, which is like five hours upstate uh, into the west in, in, in New York.
0: What was Ithaca like? You started acting there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ithaca was amazing. Um, it. Is a totally free, free-thinking community. There's a lot of artists. Um, the college itself has a lot of has a lot of creative people. Despite or no, whatever your major is, like for the most part, everyone there is pretty creative and appreciative of the arts and and the outdoors. Honestly, I, I went I visited during the fall and I went hiking during like uh, like peak. Foliage season, yeah. and I right then and there was like, okay, so this is where I'm probably going to end up. <laughs> well, <laughs> despite I mean, the despite the actual school,
0: <laughs> they do say Ithaca's gorgeous.
1: Gorgeous, yes, yes. <laughs> 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 Lots that's a pun, of fun. That's a pun. Yes, yes.
0: Um. So, what happened first? So you're you're there studying theater. Where which did you do first, photography or drag?
1: Um. Well, so I guess the photography thing, I kind of have that. I guess I was a part of my life for a long time too. I um. I remember I got a like film camera for my grandmother for a birthday one year and I just like really fell in love with just taking pictures of of the outdoors and of my friends me and my friends were what I was getting into trouble and it was fun to uh take pictures of each other just like being silly and creating memories and um so I always kind of had an affinity for capturing the moment that's happening around me yeah and um I took it It wasn't anything crazy, but I took a photography class in high school, and that was like a blast. I got to le- I got to learn how to do the dark room and that whole process, which was super exciting. Um, I would love to get back into that. I haven't done it since then, but um, yeah, photography. I get, I haven't really done like I don't know necessarily like artistic photography mm-hmm. until just recently. But I had been. I've been taking photos of um, of landscapes and and my friends since since uh, since high school and prior
0: it's amazing yeah
1: i know it's fun it's i have so many my c- computer is like about to like break down because I have, t- <laughs> I have like no storage left and i have so many pictures over the years that gotta get a hard drive I know, I know, I have one, but I like it's so confusing. I'm, I'm really, so much work to do. I'm technology. I'm like get an assistant. That's easier. Oh, poof! One day, <laughs> that's the dream.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's talk about drag a little bit. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, so when you and I first met, it was after your school showcase. Mm-hmm. We had chatted about acting, blah 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 blah. I know. And I don't know how we like got onto the subject of drag, but you're like, yeah, I just I did this like. Show where I did drag.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we talked about how I dabbled into it and then I showed you some of my pictures mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay. And then you had the idea of introducing me to Vincent Cooper, yep. which was super exciting because Vincent um, was running or it still runs Lady Liberty, the um, one of the drag competitions in New York City and that was kind of like my first means of uh, showing uh, the city, New York City because I, I, I had done some... Costume drag uh, performances in college, but it was, it was thanks to you and Lady Liberty and Vincent that I got to uh, show my stuff here in the city.
0: So why drag? How, when did drag enter your life?
1: Um, I so Ithaca was definitely a really creative place. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of artists. There were a lot of queer people. There wasn't a massive queer scene, if you know mm. what I mean. Um, there was definitely some drag performances here and there, but nothing super crazy I started watching Drag Race season 2
0: oh the classic yes
1: yeah you know start you know started Tyra with Sanchez. season Sanchez yes I okay I maybe this is I'm a fan I'm a huge fan of Tyra I loved I love the old seasons I, I started with season 2 went to season 3 and I was definitely really infatuated. Um, I mean, I grew up in Connecticut. There was nothing like that there. Right, of course. And I mean, in, in even in Ithaca, there wasn't. Like I said, there wasn't. There were a lot of queer people that I felt ho- at home with, and it was very easy to come out of the closet. Um, I came out in the very beginning of my freshman year, and it was pretty effortless. You know, because I was with friends and peers and like-minded people. So it was. I feel blessed for my coming out experience because I was around so many people that were like me. Um, that being said, there weren't a ton of. Queer visual artists. There weren't a lot of drag queens. There weren't a lot of you know that kind of um, aesthetic in in the at the school. It grew as the years went on. But when I was a sophomore, um, Drag Race was kind of my first, really only introduction to drag. And then um, so I totally became a fan. Binged, you know, did the whole nine yards. Binged it all. And uh, then I got to study abroad in London um, through Ithaca. And that was when I was legally able to go out for the first time. You know, I was, I was only 20, but there it's exactly r- illegal. And so I was like, okay, well like now I can really actually like see drag like in person not on a television show. And it, I, it's just incredible. I mean, it, it was, it, the London drag scene was, was amazing. There's like, there's a whole club kid scene. There's a whole drag scene. And like the subtle nuances and differences between both are fascinated me and, and excited me in such a Inspiring way. And um, I just really got hooked. And my first time ever, I made some. uh, We had, so the whole start of me making uh, masks started because of a Shakespeare class. Uh, We had a sophomore year, we had to make masks for a Shakespeare movement um, course where we had to make a mask and then do a Shakespeare monologue. And um, I just got hooked from then on. And but it wasn't until I was in London that I uh, made my own mask and went out to a club for the first time and made it wore a costume out. Um, yeah. And it was, that's where I kind of like, you know, really started.
0: Who would you say are some of your inspirations in theater, drag and photography? Oh God.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I'm, I am so bad with names and references. I, I mean, there's, it's countless, there's countless people that I'm inspired by. Um, I mean, people just in the city. Um, Diego Montoya is incredible. I think he this stuff he does is absolutely beautiful. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard. I should find more like concrete, inspirational like people that like I look up to. But I tried. I I think I, I guess in general, I'm just in, inspired by like everyone's individuality in the community, yeah. and it like that propels me to um, do the most. That I can um, creatively, uh, I think seeing everyone's individuality and the differences between us all makes me inspired to uh, to to go balls to the walls and uh, push myself as far as I can because so many people around me are pushing themselves and, yeah. and it's it's an amazing energetic uh, energy to be around. Or and yeah, <laughs> you get yeah, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: So. When when you first came to New York, Lady Liberty was a big part of your jumping off point. Yeah, totally. And you got to uh, through Lady Liberty, you performed a little bit. How would you describe for those people who were either there or weren't there your drag
1: aesthetic? Um, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I don't I don't know. I I, I feel like it's hard for me to like call myself. A drag queen like even back then like yeah
0: I, I, I would say you're a drag artist
1: yeah yeah I don't I it's it's the definitions of drag and just queer performance art is like ebbing and flowing so much um for so many different reasons you know and I never really like felt com- not not uncomfortable but I never felt like it never resonated with me to call myself like a drag queen because I I didn't feel like that's what I necessarily was doing but I definitely was doing looks and performing and, you know, like, I, it, it was, drag was, um, a, a term that I could associate with what I was doing, but I, I don't know, I never really felt like I was doing drag because there were so many people around me that were, like, such prominent, beautiful drag queens that I didn't necessarily want to, like, put myself in the same category as them because I didn't think that we were necessarily doing the same exact thing. Um, but, Lady, Lady, Lady Liberty was cool because I got to combine both my love for performing and um, and creating visual things to wear. So I was able to wear the stuff that I made but also perform at the same time. So that was, that was really exciting. Yeah, I
0: feel like the, the moment that catapulted you and people really noticed was during the um, quote-unquote look Queen night of Lady Liberty Season 4 when you came out in that Swamp Witch look. <laughs> like yeah dear lord i i think the entire room was silent and like then started screaming because it was so
1: incredible oh, thank you i mean that that was fun that was a lot of fun um a lot of my a lot of my creations have, are made out of nature and things that i've mm-hmm. forged because I, I i'm so inspired by the outdoors and um the things that you can find and so that look in particular was made out of a dried horseshoe crab that i found in my hometown on the beach it's a a it's you know it's a crab that was dried up and i you know took it apart and then made it into a a mask and a headpiece uh and accompanied with a bunch of dried seagrass and um this wreath called uh, they're called phragmites that you see them all over like the highway yeah. and everything um yeah it smelled pretty bad it smelled mm-hmm. pretty gross it smelled Not like surely. fish yeah <laughs> You know, uh, but, uh, it was, it was, it was a cool look to make and I'm excited to do it again. I, I found a, another dried horseshoe crab oh, nice. and so that is, I got to let it like air out a little bit cause yeah. it definitely still smells like, you know, it was in the ocean. So, um, but I'm excited to make that again. I didn't get to like, that was, I mean, that was, that was like two, three years ago. So, two years ago, yeah. um, it's, uh, I didn't, I learned, I've learned more since then and it would be cool to like revisit that look, but, um, document it in with what I know now. Absolutely. All right. So you do Lady Liberty, you're performing a
0: little bit, and then you're doing photography with Lady Liberty and other events. How did you start making the connections with the individual Queens that you started
1: to shoot? Um, it, I felt lucky to have a camera because it was, it was a, it was a vessel to like get to know people, you know? Um, it was always, it was an easy, it was an easy, uh, bridge to, to say hello to someone. And, um, I, I guess I get, can get a little shy sometimes and like a little like intimidated by everybody's beauty. So, you yeah. know, I, but let, let's be real when there's a drag queen and they
0: see a camera, they're going to flock to you immediately.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've definitely seen that, but I've also seen a lot of people that like, uh, don't necessarily have to be photographed, you yeah. know, I, I totally, so I, you want to be respectful as a photographer because I've seen people that, like, you know, just, like, take pictures when, like, you know, yeah. maybe it's not always the best time. Like, you have to, like, read the room, meet right. the meet the person. And, um... But that being said, like, having a camera and um, also, like, having a headpiece because I usually went out in both, like, right. my looks and my camera. It was an easy, like, conversation starter and I was able to make a connection with someone, you know, get their number afterwards so I can send them the pictures and I was able to build... Um, a, a little bit of a, a a community in the community by um, by sending people the photos that we got together and sharing the moments that we that we created and uh, it, it was it was cool it was it's cool amazing. yeah it was cool making going and making this book and looking back at all all of the different random <laughs> experiences I've had
0: now before we spoil like people who are in this book is there's one New York City drag queen that you've yet to shoot that you want to that's like on your
1: dream list um yeah <laughs> i mean i've been lucky to photograph a lot of a lot of people in, yeah. in new york city you know i would love to do a lot of shoots outside of nightlife you know like i would love to get a lot of people like to wear my pieces during the daytime i think i love shooting nightlife like i i fucking love it but um i really love shooting in the daytime there's something about sunlight that really inspires mm-hmm. me um Bushwig is a festival in brooklyn um that's one of my favorite days of the year and pride in the pride march is one of yeah. my favorite days of the year because it's a bunch of queer people out in the daytime just like having the best time and those are those are my favorite kind of vibes where it's like daytime but it's also like it's it's nightlife but you know during right. the day and um i don't know there i mean there are, count, there are countless people i would love to shoot in my in my headpieces um i love harajuku i shoes and west dakota they both performed at my um at my uh, release party a couple of weeks ago, and I would love to meet up with them during the day and uh, get them in some of my pieces and um, have some one-on-one time with them.
0: Yeah, well, l- let's talk about it. Just released a photography book collection called *Spine and Clover*. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so I, um, so as you know, I, I created, I create headpieces and looks, and then I also like document um, other queer people as well, and so I wanted to. Um, I started out with scrapbooking. I did a lot of journaling and I would print out the pictures and um, made a pretty much scrapbook. It was a combination of like a scrapbook and a journal where there was pictures and paintings but also like a lot of my thoughts. And um, it was really fun and really exciting and I loved showing it to people and sharing it to people. But the thing is is like over time it kind of fell apart and like and that was like part of its uh, intrigue I think. I was having a piece that was living and that I could add to, and that was also like, you know, kind of deteriorating as time went on. Like, it's, it's, it, I thought that was cool, but also I wanted to make something that like could be distributed mm-hmm. and could be like brought to, you know, to you. Like, uh, the scrapbooks like would probably fall apart in the rain right now. So it's like I couldn't bring it to the podcast right now. But um, these books, you know, I can, I can like mail to someone. I can, um, so th- I really wanted something that was like more conventional. Sure. Um, there's something cool about uh temporary pieces and something that you know it doesn't live last forever but um i wanted to move into a direction that is a little bit uh more conventional where i can share these pieces with people
0: what inspired you to do this now
1: um now uh it just was like it was at the end of, it was it was happening you know it just i it it the evolution is kind of hilarious because it started out with scrapbooking and then I like made a magazine and then and the first time I got the magazine was last year. It was it was it's been like a, a year journey where I went on this website. I made my first printed book and I was like kind of scared. I didn't not scared, but you know I didn't know what I was kind of like getting myself into. I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like resonate with the results, um, but it, it came back and it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool seeing my work printed. Compiled in a book, you know, versus like getting them printed individually, and so from there I just like I got so many ideas and um, I had all these deadlines. I was like, I'll order this book in Halloween. I'll order this book by Thanksgiving. I'll order this book by New Year's, and as as it was happening, I kept learning more and like I had friends that were like, you know, you should take your time on this, like don't rush it, Um, and so I'm 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 thankful for the friends that I had in my life that were there that supported me but also like told me to like take my time and breathe and don't rush it it's okay it's okay not to rush it and so um it be it turned into it turned into a, a year-long journey but um I'm really excited about the results and I-, I feel excited to finally share like my first like legitimate collection of something yeah. a collection of books a collection of photos and a collection of pieces that I've made
0: this is a really interesting book because it's not like a normal book where it's cover front cover back cover and you flip it around and you get two sides where did that idea come from
1: yeah so i was i, I was getting all this anxiety because i didn't know how to lay out the i didn't know how to lay it out I, I was like how do i you know capturing other queer people is incredibly important to me and so exciting and but also documenting my um my designs is you know uh, important to me as well and I I didn't know which I didn't I didn't want to put one in front of the other I didn't want to like say that one was more important than the other and because they're both they're two they're two sides of the coin I think um and I had the idea of having a reversible book a, a book with two covers because uh I wanted to you know express that this is who I am but this is also who I these are also my peers like this is what I this is the this these are the stories that I like to tell. And then these are the stories that other people like to tell. And I think, I think for me, it was important to tell both of them and give them equal weight and, you know, equal, uh, I don't know, visibility, I guess. So I wanted to have a book that had two covers and, um, some people resonated with, uh, like when, when I would share my photos, I can see some people resonating with the stuff I made, some people resonating with the stuff other people brought to the table. So I didn't want to, um, uh, not show everything you know so this was a means to be able to combine um, what I do in in one product
0: what would you say is the most challenging and rewarding thing about this process
1: um the challenging part it's all you know it's like all great stress you know it's like that like that anxiety that's like a thrilling anxiety like that creative anxiety is like so stressful but like so much fun and it like really propels you forward um I am incredibly impatient, like so impatient, and I think that's why I really resonated with photography because there is like an instant gratification yeah, um, for, from a photo shoot, and I got kind of obsessed with that feeling, and um, so I so the book, you know, it, it took me like kind of a year to, it was a full year until yeah. I finally got it like you know shared to the world, and I it, it, the hardest part was how impatient I am because I really just wanted to like get it out there immediately. I wanted to print out the book immediately. Every time I got a new photo, I was like, okay, now it's ready. Now it's done. Like, let me do it. And then I was like, no, let me wait another week. I might get more photos that I want to add. Like I might meet someone. I might like connect with a, a model that, you know, like brings something really awesome to the table. And I, there were so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I waited because now this photo is a part of the book. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to order it. But then I didn't. And then I'd be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I waited because now this photo is a part of this. so many things like that where like I it was painful to be patient, but it paid off because at the end of the day, um, I accumulated, you know, more things to put into the into the piece."
0: Talk about the title. Where did it come from?
1: Spine and Clover. So, I I am definitely I love the outdoors. I it's it's crazy because I love the city, but I also love the outdoors. Yeah. It's I it's uh, you know, another another coin moment where I, there's one side of me that loves the um, the city life and loves being a part of like the concrete jungle that is the craziness of new york and um how many people are here but i also love being alone outside in nature and yeah i'm um, enjoying that um wait what was your question well the title <laughs> where, 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 oh the title the yes sorry, sorry sorry you're sorry good, good. yes um <laughs> Yeah, so spine specifically spine. Um, I you know it it kind of came to me because I collect a lot of bones. This is so I, morbid, I guess. But my <laughs> my aunt in my hometown lives in the woods, and in her backyard, there's this one section of the town where uh, the town literally dumps roadkill. I you I might have even told you this story, but um, yeah, they they that's where the roadkill goes to. You know to rot. Yeah, that live the rest of their you know existence and so over time you know they the bones decompose and I've I've collected a lot over the years and um I've cleaned them and they're you know they're definitely delicate and there's when I use a when I use bones like I, I try to be respectful because it was a living a living thing and you know I don't want to like objectify an actual living right anything living you know um but spine um, specifically refers to how just creativity in general has been like a backbone in my life. Um, I before even even before, you know, I decided to study theater, I um, was crafty and enjoyed being creative. My, my mom's a seamstress and she had like a craft group. It was amazing. She had a craft group with all of her friends and uh, they came over and they would teach each other like different little crafty things that they could have. And my mom is just so amazing because she just cranks out these amazing blankets or like embroidery shirt embroidered shirts and i was you know that's that's it was such a great energy to be around as a kid so i for a while i've always been creative um and so spine is referring to like that kind of backbone and clover um is referring to you know like a four-leaf clover symbolizes luck i have i don't know if you know but i have like a million four-leaf clovers where's my phone you can see that i have one on the back of my phone. Oh cute. Yeah, I've like I actually have so many four leaf clovers. Over the years, I've like i dis- I've like I honestly like countless. Um it's kind of funny. They're actually pretty easy to find. If you really? actually if you're crazy enough to like take the time to look, you'll okay. find them. Okay. okay. I'm okay. that whack job that actually bends over and like digs through the grass. Yeah. And I <laughs> I swear it's worth it. Anyway, so um Clover is referring to like the discovery of something amazing, you know, like the discovery of like New York City nightlife you know when I first got here I was like oh my god like there's this has been here and I haven't this is the first time that Mm -hmm. I'm like really experiencing it and like I felt so uh, inspired by everybody and it just was um, you know the clover is is a reference to the adventure that is um, experiencing New York City and uh, meeting new people creating new things and uh, um, sharing experiences and creating memories so to celebrate the uh, release of the book, you had a little party at uh, the Rosemont. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. was that? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the first time I've uh, organized an event since college, so I definitely was a little anxious. Mm-hmm. But um, it was fun. It was it was so much fun. I you know a lot of people are are involved in the book, and so it was cool to see um, new friends, old friends, friends from my hometown that are in the city. Um, I got some my some family were able to come. And it was it was just a chill chill environment. The Rosemont's a lovely lovely queer space. There's a, it's kind of like a chill pubish vibe, um, and the shows there are amazing. Um, like I was saying earlier, West Dakota and Harajuku performed, and um, my friends Candy Warhol and Sandy Devastation were hosting, and they're amazing artists. All, all four of them are fantastic, and I felt very blessed to have them a part of the uh, to have them be a part of the night. I I knew. I knew, I I knew it was going to be a fun night because I knew that they were going to be there, you know, just, like, having, like, that kind of, um, foundation of friends there, I, I knew that even if it was just the five of us, like, we would have fun, and, um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, it was, it was cool to, like, have the books, share the books, but then also, like, that night get to be creative, because Candy and Sandy wore two pieces of mine, I made two pieces for the event, and they got to sport them, and they looked fantastic, and I love taking their photo and so it was it was a combination of sharing sharing work that I've already documented and then also like creating yeah creating new stuff for the next for the next book.
0: So this is probably a difficult question. Very Sophie's choice. Is there a favorite photo?
1: <gasps> oh my gosh, I really I can't I yeah I guess of course I, you I mean the cliche, I mean I, I mean I don't know, I really can't answer it. I do I mean, I guess I could say that this one, this one, the one of me that you shared yesterday. Yeah. Um, this is the one on my business card. Yeah. So there I guess know, that I guess know. that is telling. You know, I think this uh, the picture of me in this mask. It's like hard to describe, but the one that's with the mirror, the mirror, and the the mirror headpiece and the mirror mask with the white um ostrich yeah. feathers. Like that one, I think kind of um addresses like a lot of what I love. Like I think it's a little eerie, but also um yeah like simple, but also uh, I think. Um, intriguing, and I think it kind of hits the points. It, it dot hits all the dots um, in terms of like things that I really like. Um, so this, I guess, I guess if I if I were to if I had to choose, this is like I think one of the first images. Yeah. If I'm like meeting a stranger and they're like, "What do you do?" and they're in- interested, like this is one of the first pictures I show them. Sure. So, so if that if that answers, your yeah, question, I think that works. That works. Yeah.
0: Now you kind of alluded to it, but will there be more? Will we get a second edition?
1: Um. Yeah. So I think the uh, the I'm you know, I'm still kind of I'm still learning. This entire yeah. thing has been just like a crazy learning experience. This is the first time I've this is my first collection, first time sharing something like with the with the community in this way. Um, I don't know if like I don't know if Spine and Clover is going to be my first collection and that's going to be period blank, like done, and then like my next collection will be a totally different yeah. name. Or I don't know if Spine and collection will be or Spine and Clover will be the Will just be an ongoing, an ongoing growing yeah. um, collection. I, at the end of the day, I'm definitely gonna be. Uh, there's no way that I, 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 just like can't stop at this point. I already have enough <laughs> photos from the past couple of weeks to make another, yeah. to make another zine just from the party itself. Like I was a madman running around taking pictures. So um, there's definitely gonna be more coming. I, I, don't know what the names are gonna be. I don't. Well, that we'll figure that out. Yeah, it'll it'll come, but there's for sure going to be. Um, more to come. Yeah.
0: Alright, we're going to play a little game. It's called This or That. Okay. I'm going to give you two options. Pick one.
1: Alright, alright, alright. All right. Text or call? Text, text.
0: Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Cheddar or American? Um, uh I, I, uh, I guess American. Cake or cookie? Cookie. Beer or
1: wine? I like both. Noon or midnight Oh shit I love daylight, but I'm always I'm, I'm always uh, <laughs> I know that's another, that's another one. I, I uh, mm, it depends. I, okay, midnight, midnight, midnight. Beach or pool Beach Disney or Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon.
0: Rain or shine Shine. Summer or winter. Summer. Sean Mendes or choice of on Choice of Vanilla or kinky.
1: Uh, kinky. Big spoon or little spoon? Oh, uh, I can't answer that one either. Theater or drag? Um, they're all the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to go inside the materials. Okay. What would you say is your signature creation?
1: Signature creation?
0: Of your headpieces and, and everything.
1: Um, I think masks. I think the mask work I do um, is probably the most uh personal to me yeah i think that i'm um a lot of a lot of people make headpieces gorgeous headpieces that you know are aesthetically similar but i think um the masks i make uh, are a little bit more have have a, a a uniqueness to them that um i think shows who i am the most
0: now, obviously, you mentioned that nature is a big factor and inspiration for you when you create your pieces. But one material that you use often are the mirrors.
1: Yeah.
0: How is it not only working with and and making the mirror pieces, but what kind of story do you hope these mirror looks tell?
1: Oh, thank you for asking that. Um, I I there's a there's a ton of um, different layers. I. <laughs> to begin i broke a mirror in college like i my I, like my chair fell and like totally shattered my mirror and i was like oh crap like i can make something cool out of that so yeah. i made so i started making a headpiece out of out of these mirrors um and then as time went on i um started to like really kind of hone in using mirrors and i what i really really loved about them is that i feel like mirrors kind of look like water it looks like rippling water, Water, like, um, at the beach or at a lake or whatever. It looks like it's reflective, you know, it's, it's reflective, like water is reflective. And, um, I really liked, you know, I, cause I like working with nature. I, and it's hard to capture water, you know, you can't really like put water in a headpiece. So, but the thing with mirrors is that because it looks like, um, uh, because it looks like what light being reflected off of water. I really liked how, um, that's, that was a way for me to incorporate like all kinds of nature. Like I get, the things that grow from the earth but also i get the water that gives the things that grow life yeah. you know so that was that was one thing um that i really loved about mirror An- another thing is that i loved how it reflected i loved how it gave off light and, and but it also reflects so it's it's a it's a reminder for myself and um hopefully other people that it's important to reflect it's important to like self-evaluate to see where you're where you're at and how you can how you can grow and how you can help others how you can help others and um i think self-reflection is incredibly important as an as a as an individual experience and also as an experience like as a person a part of something bigger it's important to like see yourself in the grand scheme of things like realize where you're at and see where you can help lift up other people and so working with mirrors is is just you know a simple way to remind myself to keep myself in check keep reminding myself that you know like i i am human and i can affect people and that it's it's important to you know you know use your powers for good you know use your use the time that you have in the city and at living to bring other people together to tighten this community and to uplift your peers and your friends um another another uh um that i loved about mirror is that it's like literally dangerous it's like You i I have so many scars on my hands from the amount of times i've just like nicked my finger and like bled out and i really liked the um how delicate you have to like handle these pieces because it's you know it's it's intense i mean i've 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 bled i've seen other friends bleed which is like not i'm not proud to say that because that's like scary um and that is one thing about mirrors that, like, I am, like, evaluating. I like working with something that is, like, actually, like, something that you need to yeah. hold, handle delicately. But also, like, I want to work with more conventional materials that give the illusion of a mirror but, um, you know, aren't, like, actually hurting you. It, there's something – you have to handle them preciously. Like, you would with, like, a flower. Right. And when when something has a limited lifespan, like a flower, you have to, you have to handle it delicately. And it, it reminds me to – It reminds me that, you know, we're all delicate. We all have, we we have the time that we have and, you know, it's precious and we need to live in the moment and appreciate everything, appreciate the people we have in our lives, appreciate the love that we have and remember that we can give love as well.
0: Yeah. Was the uh, Mirror Crown the first uh, mirror piece you uh, created?
1: Um, the first piece I created was, um, was mask work and it was, it was made out of cardboard. I, well,
0: but of the mirror pieces.
1: Oh, the, um, uh, the first mirror crown I made was With in, the roses. Yeah. That one, that one came a little bit oh, further yeah. down the line. That was, uh, but, but yes, that That's pretty much, one I remember. that one's like the first one that kind of like solidified my interest in it. That pointy one, yeah. um, that I ended up lighting on fire and is now, is now in the, in the recycling. There you
0: go. <laughs> What materials that you've yet to work with on your are, are on your wish list?
1: So, oh, yeah, speaking of fire, I, you know, my, because my pieces are made with, uh, you know, it's a lot of recycled materials made out of cardboard, made out of um, uh, paper mache. Um, it, that crown was, is almost two years old and it was deteriorating naturally. Yeah. Uh, I expected that, you know. And so as time was going on, I was like, okay, it's maybe this is time for this thing to, like, enter its next yeah. <laughs> stage of life. So I uh, lit it on fire to document it before its final days. And I think my next material that I would love to work with is, like, is fire. Get, but, like, in a more conventional sense where I where someone can wear it. At, like, as, you know, we see fire spinners do incredible things with fire all the time. Like, you know, people eating fire, like yeah. uh, lighting there. So I, I it would be very cool to um, incorporate safe and conventional means of wearing fire to my headpieces. It would be really cool to combine mirrors, flowers, and fire into one piece. I mean, that is, like, a feat that I am excited to experiment with. Nice. Yeah. So
0: we're going to play the staple of the podcast, Tea Time. Okay. So you're going to spill some tea on some people you've shot, worked with, hung out with. Sure, totally. Whatever, and just say anything you want about them. (laughs) All right. we're going to (laughs) start off with... We're going to go back to Lady Liberty Times. Let's start with Britta Filter.
1: Okay, yes. Oh, my God. I have a hilarious story about Britta. All right, and let's hear it. I wonder if she, she, she'll she remember this. Yeah, she'll totally remember this. I... <laughs> this is embarrassing. So, before I moved to the city, I grew up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I had family in Long Island. Um, so, I had, like, you know, family nearby, but I didn't have, like, a home or, like, a bed to sleep in in the city for the first, like, kind of year that I was... When we first met, I wasn't yeah. living here. Um, so there were a lot of times where it would be late at night and I'd be kind of like, you know, where oh <laughs> where am God. I gonna crash tonight? And so many people were amazing and let me crash on their couches. Like the amount of people that like literally let me sleep with like friends and stuff that let me couch surf like that first year, I'm I'm indebted to them. Um but I lost my wallet. I fully lost my wallet. I was in I was in drag or you know, sort of like my my drag. drag. Yeah, my drag. I was in a dress, I was in a dress and heels and a headpiece, and I didn't have pockets, and I totally fucking lost my wallet, so annoying, <laughs> and I went up to Brita, and I was just like, because it was, it was at industry, and she was like, I think one of the only queens, it was late in the night, and I think she was probably one of the only queens left there, so I don't, I don't know, um, but I like ran up to her, and I was like, are you Britta Filter, and she's like, yeah, <laughs> and i like, I lost my wallet, I like don't know what to do, and I was like, uh, half of me was laughing because I thought it was just like ridiculous. And then the other half of me was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And she gave me some of her tips. She gave oh, me, sweet. she gave me a subway fare and she was like, I could give you, I could give you this. <laughs> and I was like, you are a godsend. And, um, so that was like my first time like meeting her, which is hilarious. And, uh, fortunately, fortunately, I was able to use that money to get on the subway, and I, like, called a friend, and they woke up, and they were able to, let, like, the night, you know, the night ended well. And I, you know, replaced all the things in my wallet. It's not that big of a deal, but, like, in that moment of, like, me stressing out, I'm like, it was my one of my first times going out in New York City. You know what it was? Oh, my God. This is so random. It is... It was All Stars 2 finale. Ooh. So that, but, you know, back in the detox Alaska era, and it, I remember... Seeing Detox and Fifi and Coco at Madison Square. No, Madison Square Park?
0: I think so. That's when they did the uh, ice cream thing. Ice cream thing yeah. yeah,
1: and I saw them on Instagram and they're like, we're at Madison Square Park. And I was like, you know, a total stand and had to run over and meet them. And. They were so sweet. And I was like, where are you going to be tonight? Like, what's the tea? Where, what's like, where should I go after the finale? And detox was like, Fifi O'Hare was like, I can't tell you. It's a secret. And then I went up to detox and I was like, where are you going tonight? And she's like, industry. It's <laughs> so, like immediately just like told me. Yeah. Um, and so I went to industry and I like showed up late and they were all gone, but Britta was still there and she gave me the fare. And like, so that's my first story with Britta. And then at Lady Liberty, she's like, it's been a long, it's been a journey, boys. since the first time I saw you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Next up, let's talk about her former co-star, Tara Hyman.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, my God. Um, I, what, yeah, she was one of the first people I performed for. She was hosting at West End, and I brought a crazy, stupid, big nature headpiece that was shedding everywhere into this like tiny little like cabaret bar. <laughs> and, and Tara, Tara was... <laughs> Uh, she was chill. She was, she was, like, you know, she, she was okay with me, like, making a flippin' mess everywhere. But, um, yeah, she's a sweetheart. It was, I haven't seen her. Is she? She's in Philly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Is she still doing drag? Here and there. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I love her. I, that, that's, Scott I, yeah, she, she was there in the beginning, you know?
0: Yeah. Next up is Lacey Stoner.
1: Oh, Lacey. <laughs> I, I met Lacey as as ish right and because he's or they're an amazing um uh body painter and we met at lady liberty and then um you know we we kind of just bonded on halloween one night and then a couple of weeks later i was like i'm going home to see family like would you want to come and he came and we did this amazing photo shoot he found he found a wasp's nest um, I could find it for you, but yeah, we, we did this really fun photo shoot. He found a wasp nest and we just like got flowers and decorated him and he like posed with my dog and it was like this very like earthy, like warrior esque, like vibe. And it was, it all came together. It was like one of those things where like, we didn't know what we were going to do, but we were like, let's just like bring your body paint and I'll make a flower crown. And like, well, and so I like made a flower crown, but it ended up not being a flower, you know, it was like one of those things. Yeah. I, that was We didn't really know each other that well, but, like, the experience of, like, just, like, shooting together and, like, just being creative, like, really brought us together, and it was so much fun. She moved to Brooklyn, and now I'm still up in Harlem, so I don't get to see her as often, which breaks my heart. (laughs) But, you know, she's a sister for life. Yeah,
0: she's great. Next we have Emmy Great
1: emmy 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 same kind of thing with emmy where i we met at bushwig and i was like do you want to do a shoot in uh, back in my hometown i really love um going out and shooting in nature and my hometown is like really not too far it's like an hour and a half drive so it's it's like sometimes it's like the same time it's like the same amount of time to like get to brooklyn so (laughs) i'm like you know um if i really wanted to get out in nature and have like some peace and serenity and just like a moment for us to like kind of bond and hang out. Like, I love bringing friends back home and getting letting them meet my family and uh and just shooting in the the calmness of like the outdoors. And Emmy wore um these big wings that I made, and uh and it was great. I just remember feeling so thankful that she came and thankful for the experience of shooting together because uh, we got I'm really I really love the the, the product we ended up with.
0: Next up,
1: Ms. Diamond Wigfall. Oh, dang. You are pulling these... I'm... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do this...
0: my research. I know.
1: I miss Diamond Wigfall, she was an Uptown girl that... And we, like, you know, had the long nights on the train. They were um, from Brooklyn. And we would just talk about Lady Liberty and <clears throat> living uptown. And, and it was, like, you know, like, the 5 a.m., like, hour-long train rides. And we would just, like, talk and gab and... I haven't I haven't seen her in a minute either, and it would be it would be great to hang out. She she has a show at the West End, right? Yep. Um, what's it? Oop, what's it? Sure, did, sure, did. sure, Yes, 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 yes. She's an amazing dancer. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Next, Blair Bitch.
1: Okay, Blair Bitch. Yeah, mm. I love love Blair Bitch. Um, we met. When did I meet her? I think I met her on top. The Suzanne Barsh party, which yeah i thought she was striking and gorgeous and i just had to take her photo and then from there we became instagram friends and she was a part of lady liberty as well Mm -hmm. and um yeah no i think she every time i see her she's like she's like one of those people that you like have to like you like have to photograph when you see them because you know they're going to turn it every time you know
0: next up i saw the photo and i was in love with it scarlet envy
1: Oh yeah, Scarlett. I met Scarlett through Monica Bluinski because mm-hmm. Scarlett was the door girl for a lot of her events, and I just thought Scarlett had just one of the most beautiful faces. Like I love her beat, and I, I, I think she's stunning, and uh, yeah. So over the over the over the years, I, not the years, as if like I've been here for so long. Over the like past couple years, um, I've gotten the chance to photograph her, and um, she's a sweetheart. And I she wore my. Or my headpiece with a Bob Mackie. She was wearing a Bob Mackie. I didn't even know this. So, like, I photographed her in one of my headpieces and then she posted the photo and then the caption was, like, dressed by Bob Mackie and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so exciting. Like, my headpiece is on, like, is paired with a beautiful queen and then also and Bob a Mackie. Bob Mackie dress. Like, that That was kind of, like, a surreal moment. Yeah.
0: Next we have West Dakota.
1: West Dakota. She, I mean, she's fantastic. Um. I first... I. think i first met her at the deep end and um yeah the deep end i haven't been there (laughs) ever (laughs) there's so many it's wild it's wild because i you know i haven't been in new york that much but you see even in the like the short two years two and a half years that i've been here like you see so much ebbing and flowing in the venues and like the people that like you know throw events um but i have been going to oops a lot oops on wednesdays at the rosemont and she's fantastic always turns it really really captivating performer and really sweet she, you know you know i have a lot to thank her for because she was the one that introduced me to amanda Feynman, who was mm-hmm. the one that wrote the article um right. that recently just came out um amanda was looking for photographs for an article she was r- writing and west recommended me to amanda so i uh met amanda through west and then i asked amanda if she would be interested in like doing a little write-up on my on my book and i actually saw amanda last night we i was the first time i saw her since the article came out and we were able to like talk and just like you know i i'm so thankful for her because she (laughs) i feel like i'm i like to like i feel like i blabber a lot and she managed to like articulate my thoughts and really put like put them in a cohesive uh you know yeah (laughs) couple of paragraphs and so i'm so appreciative for amanda and west for uh, making that connection for me
0: next harajuku um
1: i i'm i'm a total freaking like stan for harajuku you know i've never said this to her because like (laughs) she's gonna hear it now oh god yeah i know well so i you know back when i was like attempting makeup and like attempting to be a drag queen at lady i met yeah so i met harajuku Lady Liberty, my first time when I wore my peacocks and like had all my glitter face and she had always had this amazing makeup. She like always did like club makeup, but also like beauty makeup. So I was so infatuated by her like versatility and no joke, no fucking joke. I remember we followed each other on Instagram and I didn't know her like a, a ton. Like I didn't like, we didn't get to like speak a lot to each other, but we would follow each other on Instagram and I was like, holy shit, like, I can't compete, (laughs) so, Harajuku single-handedly, like, stopped me from doing makeup, I was like, I'm not gonna attempt makeup anymore, (laughs) because this girl, it's, I was like, I was like, New York City, but, you know, Harajuku, yes, but also, just the, like, the queens in general in New York were so, like, great at makeup that I, um, wanted to leave the makeup to them and I that's when I kind of like started focusing on mask work and headpiece work and and not focusing on makeup as much because as much as I wanted to keep learning and I do want to learn how to do makeup I want to like I would love to expand everywhere but um yeah I Harajuku was I just was so, I was so infatuated by her that I was like you know I, I <laughs> so I'm just gonna focus focus on mask work and so that was I mean that was forever ago that was the beginning so I've, I've known Harajuku since like my very beginning at in new york city and so it was pretty amazing having her a part of the book release party and she's um the cover of um one of my one of the editions in the volume and i think she's gorgeous and so talented. she's she's stunning but also like an amazing performer and then very sweet and um she's an activist and is fights for her community and i think she's a role model and I, i love her
0: nice next sandy devastation
1: Sandy is, I met Sandy at Bushwig and I, I, we, I was uh, immediately drawn to their intense makeup. Another funny story with, with Sandy, I needed a place to crash that night. So I was like, can I crash with you? And he was like, I don't know you. (laughs) So, So I didn't go, I had to find another friend. I called a friend and, um, was able to crash with them, but that was, it became like an inside joke between Sandy and I, because like now we're very close and I've ended up On the on the long journeys to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I had, um, I had, uh, I've I've crashed with Sandy a lot, and um, with Scott, Sandy Scott, we became we became really close friends. He photographed, he's photographed me. I photographed him. Um, He's a wonderful artist. He made the logo, he made the logo, not the logo, the watermark. um, Yeah, for the book, right here. He's a. So beautiful, cool. beautiful illustrator, really, and it's, I, I can't wait to share this image online because it's so fantastic, and he is a, an amazing collaborator and has helped me out so much with this book, just by just, like, the emotional support and uh, photographing me and then also bringing his, bringing Sandy to the table, yeah. and I love, I love Scott, I love Sandy, and I, I am thankful, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those moments where I'm just so thankful for, for New York for bringing me closer to people like him.
0: Yeah. And last but not least, Candy Warhol.
1: Candy Warhol, I met at, at Super Freak, um, which was a party in the west, on the west side, and uh, I, I, we just bonded right away. We we went to Deep End a lot, and I, I loved her looks, and she, we just kind of we're able to chat there's I love I love nightlife and I love dancing um but there are times where it's like hard to like in the club when it's like super loud it's like it's hard to like really get a moment of like one-on-one with someone you know what I mean but candy was one of those people and is is one of those people where you can like be in a loud loud crazy ass club with strobe lights and people dancing on the ceiling and you know like being crazy but candy can just like sit and like be one-on-one with you and like I appreciated that so much. And so that we kind of started bonding just from hanging out in uh, the club and really actually getting to know each other in the, in the, in the space itself. And then, um, as time went on, we just ended up doing more shoots. We would like meet up before a gig and do a shoot on the street before we ended up having to get to the club and like, it was too busy for us to, you know, do something there. Um, and she's, she's worn a lot of my pieces. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, she's, she's, Another another one of those people that I'm so thankful I got to meet and collaborate with. And I, I'm excited to see where she goes. I'm excited to see what we get to do together. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's tea
0: time. Yes. <laughs> with so many types of drag, how can we celebrate all styles of the art form in the mindset of all drag matters? Can you say that again? Well, how do we celebrate all drag matters with, with so many types of drag? From from monster drag to pageant drag to campy drag.
1: Yeah. You know, there really is such a diverse, um, there's, there's, it's so diverse, um, the amount of artistry that is in the community itself. And, uh, I didn't really get the full scope of that until, I mean, I kind of got that in London. You, you saw like, you know, the, the queer artists that like to perform and, um, perform on stage. And then there's the queer artists that like to just, uh, bring their visual work to, to the, um, to the table. And, there's totally the subtle nuances and differences, but they're still pretty palpable and, yeah. and, and there, you know, it's it's clear um, as a photographer. I definitely like to be as versatile as possible. I, I think I think my book kind of um, there's something for for everyone here. You know, there's like for people like us that are in the community that have been, you know, that have been a part of this it, like we can see this book and and resonate with um With a lot of the images there's you know there's like there's i think there's a lot of camp i think there's a lot of fashion i think there's a lot of grotesque and i and i that all really excites me um and uh for people that like aren't really in the scene that aren't from new york that aren't uh that aren't queer but like are um open-minded or they are allies but they still like you know don't necessarily know know the scene, you know, I think that this book has, has the, has the provocative, but also has the comforting and the, 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 the beautiful and the scary and the intense and the, you know, promiscuous, um, it has the, it has the pull and it has the, it has the, it has like, I think, I think a lot to it, you know, there's, there's the, for this, for this anyway, specifically, um, but I think in general, like, it's important to have, Visibility for all kinds of drag, you know, um, there's, there's drag race, which is a great platform. Um, I really love drag or, uh, Dragula. Uh, I don't, did you, have you, have we, we totally talked about Dragula. Mm-hmm. I love Dragula. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited for season three. Um, that is a, I think a really exciting show. And I think just the fact that it exists in itself is exciting because it's just gonna, um, uh, just expand further. a you know, the form. Yeah, it's a, it's another it's another platform. It's another means to show like there there is a lot of types of drag. There's a lot of queer art out there that is worth being um, shared with the world. I mean, like I don't know if do you watch Pose?
0: Of course, I watch Pose. Thank
1: God. Okay, thank God. If you don't watch Pose, people <laughs> <laughs> like where have you been? It's so good. It's so good. And there's it's now on Netflix, so there's no excuse um it that is another like another that is a whole nother form or another uh like uh community of queerness within the community that is so specific and so important to the rest of it i mean like that kind of that that scene really influenced you know what we have today Absolutely. fully so i mean
0: there are a lot of people who still think a lot of the f- terms and phrases from drag race originated on drag race and it's not true
1: oh god oh my god <laughs> It's not true. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's it's just like, it's that, those are a little, those moments are a little cringy, but like, you know, we have to be patient with the people mm-hmm. that don't necessarily know the origins of everything because, you know, like, you know, why, why would they know? But, exactly. I, but it's, you know, it's our job. It's an education. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: Who would play you in the movie of
1: your life? I don't think he's around yet. I don't think there's... A, okay. I, don't think I there's like an answer. I don't think there's an icon that can en- encompass me yet. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Troy <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. Troy, Troy's fabulous. I don't know if we give the same tea though. I don't, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> we'll see. In the movie of my life... I don't I don't know enough celebrities. I just saw Rocketman, which mm-hmm. was really great. Taron Egerton, I think. Egerton, yeah. Yeah, he was fierce. He was super fierce. He has a great voice. I love that he sang. Um... I don't know. Well, yeah. Speaking
0: of music, what are your current jams and what music should the listeners be listening to?
1: Homecoming by Beyonce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the time, forever and I never. mean, I don't know.
1: I just, like, that's, like, kind of what's on my mind recently just because I, I saw it recently and I, I just, like, was, like, truly blown away by her. I mean, I've always been a Beyonce fan, but, like, Homecoming really is just the total package. Yeah, And I'm, I think in terms of just... It's not even, it's, it's been out for a minute, but, like, that's, people need to see that. Like, yeah. Like, need to see that. Even if you're, like, you just need to see it. That's true.
0: Well, we're going to move into the Pop 5 Rapid Fire. We're going to give you five pop culturey things, and you're going to give me word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about about it. Okay, okay. Number one, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift bury the hatchet.
1: <sighs> Happy for them. <laughs>
0: yeah, who cares?
1: I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's never really
1: over. I I like the song. Ah! The song is fun. The song I, the fun. song is really fun.
0: Uh, number two is Jinx Monsoon and Ginger Minge and Xanadu National Tour.
1: I think that's so incredible. I think that's awesome. I got to see Peppermint and Head Over Heels, and it was really fun seeing um, Drag Race people. You know, and what's so, what was exciting about Shangela being in the Stars Born is that like we're seeing Drag Race uh, and Willem
0: and Willem. Oh, of course. I mean, sorry. Yes, the, of course. You know, I just love that everyone's like Shangela, Shangela. Willem's there too, and actually has more lines.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> I, I totally know what you mean. I was surprised that Willem wasn't, like, at the red carpet moments. Because it's Willem. Oh, hey, whatever. I don't I, know. I, yeah, I like, but I, whatever. So the two of them, like, and, you know, Peppermint and Sasha and I uh, people, like, kind of are, like, expanding outside of, like, the club, you know, which I think, I, I think the club is fantastic and we need it. Um, but it's pretty cool seeing moments like that where people are like, bringing their art into, um they're expanding it out of like the quote unquote, like nightlife community and doing um, theater, you know, because yeah. theater, theater is a part of the queer community. There's it's no, true. there's no denying it. So it's cool to see Jinx and um, Ginger perform on, in a theater, you know, I think yeah. they'll probably kill it. Is there dragons in, I don't know. Zando. Well, no,
0: so they're going to be playing um, the roles that Jackie Hoffman and Mary Testa played on Broadway. Okay. So like the evil sisters,
1: the, the yeah.
0: Um, Are they but... they're going to be in drag? Or...
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, because I, well, I knew about this since, like, January when I saw Ginger's show. She's like, I'm going to be doing Xanadu. And now, what, six months later, they finally announced it. I was like, when is this going to happen?
1: Yeah. But it's, I'm it's...
0: excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Number three is the Good Burger pop-up restaurant.
1: <laughs> I, I don't... Do you re- Do you remember Good Burger? I do.
0: Yeah, they're opening up a pop-up restaurant in L.A. this soon.
1: Welcome to Good Burger. Can I Correct. take your order? Uh, that is uh, cool. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I, I mean,
0: I'm to very tempted to just go to LA just
1: just for, for the burger. Um, yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. I love that movie. It's, movie. <laughs> it's so
1: good. Keenan and Kel, man. Yeah. Number four is the Tony Awards. The Tony, my roommate got to see, went to the Tony Awards. Amazing. He went, yeah, he got to go and he told me all about Billy Porter having an amazing karaoke moment and I don't know if you saw it but he sang Everything's coming up roses, yep. and yeah, uh, it it seems like it was off the cuff, and like he just like went up went up there and started doing his fucking thing and let he, him do it. Um, are you serious? I will ha- take as much Billy Porter as possible. <laughs> so, he is so fantastic, and yeah, I thought the Tonys, the Tonys was um, I feel like the Tonys is always kind of like on the forefront of yeah. like moving forward, you know, and uh, so it's it's, it's amazing to, to see that, you know, to see it happening, to see art alongside activism and, uh, speaking out about like awareness and acceptance, you know, thankful to be a part of this community.
0: And number five, world pride.
1: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's my favorite day of the year. Like hands down. Um, I love running outside. I don't, I, I've never like I actually, to be honest, like I haven't like sat and like watched the parade just because I'm so, I'm like a fly and like yeah. just running around and like meeting people and I have my camera and like, I love taking pictures of everyone that's running. That's, that's amongst the, the crowd. Washington Square Park is always mm-hmm. filled with just like...
0: Most beautiful creatures. Yes,
1: exactly. And it's, and everyone's friendly and everyone's happy and hopefully it's sunny this year. We'll see. But even if it's pouring, like I'm, I will be running around. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good time. I will see how... How world pride makes how how it ups the ante, you know? Yeah,
0: we'll see. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Okay. And this is a question from Emmy Rate. Okay. Where do you see your drag this time next year?
1: My drag, um, yeah, I I don't. I, it's hard. It's uh, the term. I I don't really consider myself a drag artist any anymore. But I but to answer that question. I hope that I am giving, I'm combining my love for visual art with um, performance. You know, I, my book release party was more or less kind of just a means to share my book with friends and, and catch up and, and photograph them, but it and have, and there were, I mean, Weston and Harajuku got to perform. Um, but it would be really cool to perform myself. It would be yeah. really cool to have a runway. It, you know, it would be, it would be cool to like share a legitimate like collection of, of, of books like I, I did, but also like share a collection of, of headpieces to have performances to perform myself. Yeah. I, I would love to expand, um, expand what I expand my collection, whatever the collection, whatever that means, like, I would love to release music. I would love to share share music. I would love to perform. Share share clothes. Share a headpiece headpieces and share prints that are available for people. Just expand what I love into um, something something bigger.
0: That's awesome. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. <sighs> okay. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 Um. Name the top two influential, pivotal moments in your, in your, in your journey as an artist. Great. Top top two.
0: Well, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag Spine and Clover. Where can we find you on social media?
1: Um, at Mike three Sullivan. The three is the number three. (laughs) Pretty simple. Just my name. I'm pretty sure if you just type in Mike Sullivan, I'll show up.
0: And where can people see the book?
1: Um, my website, the article, so the article that I, that was just released, um, regarding the book collection is in the link on my bio, and if you click on that, you can get to my website. My website is similar to my Instagram, it's michael3sullivan.com, uh, pretty sure if you Google Mike Sullivan headpieces. Your number one? The article comes up, yeah, which is, which is pretty exciting. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but then on my website, there's a, it lays it out, you can see all the 14 different, um volumes of that are a part of the collection and uh yeah please if you if, if anyone has any questions there it's it's they're, they're literally 14 books so it's like it like when you first see it it's like i don't know what the what which one do i fucking want um but the, the there's like the really big one and then the really small one so the prices vary and the sizes vary and the content varies um so i uh if people have any questions if they're interested in and in, and getting anything i would love for them you know to reach out and say hi and you know it would be it's it's exciting it's exciting to finally get this out there and i thank you so much for sharing your platform with me i'm like so beyond thankful that we got to like first of all catch up but then also get to do something like this this is my first experience like this is like (laughs) first for like on so many so many levels like i feel like i'm like learning how to talk <laughs> i'm like same i'm like same. learning how to like spell my name i'm learning how to like communicate like a human being so like same. thank you for trusting me to not embarrass myself hopefully i didn't you know no, you're great tarnish your podcast never, <laughs> never reputation
0: well thank you for being here means thank a you lot. so
1: much thank you like i thank you for real thank you for like introducing me to vincent and like of and believing in me from the beginning oh my god it's crazy it's so good to be here thank you thank, thank you, you.
0: A huge thanks to Mike for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what's been your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaternow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.